Genesis chapter number 18. I said I wasn't going to hit every one in the Bible, but I might. <laughs> However the Lord leads, of course. And For the last few weeks we've been looking at the series entitled, Look, There's Jesus. And uh, that's been on our Sunday nights. <coughs> and I'm thankful God sends things right on time and how we need the message and hear it, how we need to hear it. And uh, we do need to hear it, you know. I need to hear the Word of God myself. And um, I'll uh, try to be obedient to the Lord this evening. Um, In Genesis chapter number 18, I've heard a few messages out of this chapter, never preached it myself. There's a lot of good, uh, good out of this chapter that you can preach on. Might not seem like it, but there is. Let's read um, Genesis chapter number 18 through 1 through 15. The Bible says, And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. This is Abraham as him, by the way. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground, is what the Bible says. Says they bowed himself towards the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray thee, is what the Bible says. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts after that ye shall pass on. For therefore are ye come to your servant? And they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal. Knead it and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran to the herd and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto a young man. And he hasted to dress it. Now that young man could be preached on this evening. Sure could. Um, He wasn't named. He was an unnamed man, but he'd done a lot of work. And he took butter and milk. I still believe that's speaking of the young man. And the calf which he had dressed, that's why. And set it before them. He's a waiter. He's serving them. And he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. We're not going to preach on him, but I sure would like to. The Bible says, And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. There's a shift there that's kind of odd um, as you're reading scriptures because it still says, And they said unto him. So it changes back to Abraham as we do know. Um, but where the change is, I could not completely find it, but I believe it's there where he stood by them and, and obviously changes back to Sarah, Abraham speaking about Sarah. And he said, Behold in the tent, he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the moment of women, manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I be, have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? 
at the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. And so we've read the scripture, and we know, and the Lord, big letters, appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre. You can be seated if you're standing. Thank you, Lord, for the time to come here this evening. I ask you to help us, Lord. Bless us. Have your will and your way. In Jesus' name, amen. This point, we've preached on two messages on, look, there's Jesus. We preached on, uh, there's Jesus as the promised seed in Genesis chapter number 2, or three rather. We preached on Genesis chapter number 16 on, look, there's, G- or there's Jesus as the um, permanent seer. And then we find our text, another moment where I believe a pre-incarnate Christ is standing in front of Abraham. And um, is in view. And we know at this point that Abraham and Sarah were promised a son. They had already been promised a son prior to this account. And uh, we learned of Ishmael last week. And um, this time is obviously concerning Isaac as the promised son. And I could just imagine having an encounter with the Lord himself. I could just imagine it. I, I would seem... It's, I mean... Wow, right? It would be one of them wow moments. And I, I believe all, as you do, that all Scripture is profitable for doctrine, reproof, and um, I can't remember the whole verse, but it's proof profitable for doctrine and for reproof and for instruction is what it says. And so, um, and, and so as we look at this, I do believe it is, and I believe this sight in the Word of God could help us tonight. I believe it can. And I'm going to preach this thought. There's Jesus as a promise supplier. As a promise supplier. And I want you to notice three points for me. I'll be done tonight. I want you to notice number one. We meet a special meeting here. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre and sat in the tent. And he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked. And lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself to the ground. And so these two verses show us of a special meeting, very clearly, meeting the, and meeting that Abraham had with the Lord, okay? Notice with me tonight, I want you to notice the place of Abraham at this meeting. We read here that he sat in the tent door. He sat in the tent door in the heat of the day is what the Bible says in verse number 1. And when the Lord came to Abraham, he was sitting in the doorway of his tent, now, uh, uh, and it was during the heat of the day. That's, I believe that's something that stands out because why would it say it elsewhere? It must be something there. Uh, oh, well, we must notice that it being in the heat of the day, I believe. Uh, I believe it's something very serious. I'm sure the sun uh, was beaming down on him and I'm not very sure why he was in the tent door directly, uh, but maybe he was awaiting a visit. Maybe. I'm not saying he was, but I don't believe he knew the Lord was coming. But I believe maybe there might be a visit. Uh, He was anticipating at some point in time uh, that there could be a visitor at the door that comes to the door. And why would you sit in the tent door if the tent's cooler, right? You ever sat inside of a garage door right at the edge of the garage door, what I would imagine as the tent door, and the sun is still hot? It doesn't cool you down much. The only thing's best about it is it's in the shade. But I tell you is that I do not believe he knew the Lord would visit him, but the point is, uh, <coughs> excuse me, is that he was in a place where the Lord could visit him. 
<coughs> easily, seemingly awaiting. I know the Lord can be everywhere anytime, and I understand that. Uh, but although he was resting, he was in a place. He was in a good place, and I believe we need to be in a place uh, at all times ready for a visit from the Lord. Amen. He was in a place, the position... I mean, the place that he was at uh, at this meeting. And then I want you to notice the position of Abraham at this meeting. Well, the Bible tells us, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the door, tent door and bowed himself towards the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee from thy servant. I cannot say 100% that I'm 100% sure who these three men are. <laughs> I cannot say I studied them. I studied them. I studied them. I cannot say who I if I know who these three men are. One, because we cannot say it's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, because we know that the Son is the only one that was ever in a bodily form. Secondly, we cannot understand exactly what's going on here, but seemingly they were very three angelic beings. So there's Christ. We know he was has appeared in Scripture as a bodily figure. We know that Gabriel has appeared as a bodily figure, and we know that Michael has appeared as a bodily figure. That's the only three angelic beings that I can think about that have appeared in bodily figure in the Scripture. Not saying that's who that is, because I have no clue why he would need Michael and Gabriel with him. Jesus can do the work. But nonetheless, there was three men, because I believe the Bible as the Bible being true. But, I, you know... We can, uh, we can be sure, nonetheless, no matter if we can be sure who three are, we can be sure who one is. Uh, and that is the absolute case. Um, that is the Lord Himself. Abraham recognized that it was the Lord, okay? He was not worried seemingly about the other two, uh, but he was worried about that that was the Lord. Uh, Abraham had already had two encounters with the Lord at this exact time. Uh, he had already done that, but what I do know is that he was setting, uh, but he was not setting for long. He was sitting in his position at that time in the tent door in the heat of the day, right? But he jumped up and he ran and he bowed himself in reverence to them. And let me just tell you, I have never experienced a physical meeting with the Lord myself. I've never seen the Lord face to face, but I have been in His presence at some period of time. And I want to be like Abraham, living in such a way that I immediately recognize who the Lord is when the Lord showed up. If you didn't notice what took place this morning, is that I did not 100% recognize what was going on in this place at the end of the service this morning. I was not 100% sure, but I'll tell you is that when Jesus shows up and there's liberty to preach, then I know who the Lord is, and He knows who I am, and He's I recognize Him when He's in the midst, and I like to run to meet Him in an attitude of worship and in an attitude of adoration. That's what I want to be when the Lord... Lord shows up. I fear we often miss these worship moments and these glorious opportunities because we're not seated at the tent door. We're not ready at the tent door. We're looking for an and we're not looking for an opportunity to commune and fellowship with the Lord. I want more of Him, don't you? Go to meetings. Be at the house of God. Be at the meetings. Be there because that's where you're going to see Him. Amen. It was a special meeting. Secondly, I want you to notice I see a submissive man. 
A submissive man, verse 3, the Bible says, And said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. I want you to notice a few things. We see a man, we see a man we can learn from. A man of submission unto God. Such a great attribute of the child of God uh, that we can see in this man. Submission and servitude. Uh, that's some good things to have of a child of God. I want you to notice a few things. I want you to notice this man's petition. Uh, he tells him very clearly Abraham wanted to do all that he could to accommodate for the Lord uh, and please the Lord while he was uh, in this visiting, uh, while he was there in this place uh, and following his bowing in worship, uh, Abraham pleaded with the Lord uh, to stay. Uh, he said, "Hey, uh, let me. Let uh, I pray thee, uh, uh, pass not away. I pray thee from thy servant. Let a little water. I pray ye, uh, um, be uh, fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree." Uh, um, he's telling him, uh, "What does a foot washing represent, though? It's it, submission." I'm second. That's what it's. I mean, the Lord had come, uh, and Abraham didn't want him to leave. Friend, I tell you, of course there's an application here. I don't know about you, but I want to be in the presence of the Lord every time, every time I have the opportunity to. And when that opportunity comes, I pray we make the absolute most of that moment of our visit with Him, seeking to worship Him. And can I give you some advice? This is where I'm going to hit right now, okay? Hold tight. Can I give you some advice? When the Lord is moving, it's not time to go to the bathroom, okay? It's not time to do all of that, all that proves to me oftentimes uh, is he's not moving for you. Amen. I see young people get up more than I've ever seen in my life uh, and go to the bathroom when the altar calls given. That's not a time to go to the bathroom uh, at the concluding of the message. That's not a time uh, to go to the bathroom. Go before the service even starts. I'm telling you, I... Uh, all that proves is that Lord's not normally moving on you, I don't guess. Uh, I know it's so ironic to me that when the altar call is given, uh, it's time to go to the bathroom. Uh, can I give you two words of advice there? It's not. Right. It's Amen. not. Get in on what God's doing. You won't have to go to the bathroom. Amen. I'm not saying that's just going to stop you having to go to the bathroom, but I promise you there'll be more important things than going to the bathroom. Yes, I'm telling you the truth this evening. This man had a position. He wanted to stay in on what God was doing when God was doing it. It's dangerous to get in the way of God. It's dangerous. Very dangerous, friend, I'm telling you. When God's moving, stay in your seat. Unless God's moving on you, then worship Him. Right? So we can worship Him. That's our job. That's our intention. That's what we want to do. But we're not going to worship Him by getting Him going to the bathroom. Everybody agree with that? All right. Well, this man had a position. He said, Lord, I'll pray you, you stay. Lord, don't leave me. Pass not away. I want to be with you while I can. Then I want you to notice this man's priorities. The Bible says, And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort you, your hearts, after that ye pass on. From therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham I hastened unto, to the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly. Three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran into the... He's running everywhere. Y'all noticing that? And fetched a calf tender and good. He said, I don't want them to leave before I get back. And gave it unto a young man. He hasted to dress it. He took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. 
Seems to me that Abraham knew the significance of the moment. You know, he wanted to do all he could to provide for him. He was willing to do whatever to please him. Here we see a few things. We see this man had a desire to be a servant. Verse number 5, the Bible says, And I'll fetch you. I'll fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts. So we can read that. But clearly Abraham had a desire to serve the Lord, wouldn't you say? Even, even admitting that he was his servant in verse number four, 3, the end. Admitting, he said, and also in verse number 5, are ye come to your servant? He's telling it very clearly. Listen, I'm your servant. I am your servant. He didn't wait for somebody else to do it. He wanted to serve personally. And friend, it was not about to miss an opportunity to serve the Lord of God Almighty. He was not going to do that. And I tell you, you and I this evening to keep the same exact desires this man of God had. Uh, the church in general is often filled with speculators uh, and those willing to observe from a distance uh, but the church needs those who are actually involved uh, involved uh, and are willing to serve the Lord uh, and there are plenty of others who will uh, and who can uh, but that doesn't release us from our obligations uh, it is our obligations to serve the Lord uh, with all of our heart, soul and spirit uh, it's our and strength it's our obligation uh, and I don't want to be guilty of allowing uh, or expecting someone else to do what the Lord desires of me. Uh, friend, He doesn't have to use me, uh, but I'm thankful the Lord gives me opportunities uh, to serve Him. That's what I want to do. Take the opportunity. This man uh, had a desire to be a servant. This man uh, had a desire to suffice. And Abraham hastened to the tent and to Sarah and said, make ready quickly three measures of fine meal needed. And make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham, you know the rest of the verse. He fetched a calf, calf tender and good and gave it to the man. He hasted, um, he, he hasted there to dress him. And then the young man brought it out. We understand that. And so Abraham was not content to serve bread and water. Just simple as that. He wanted to give him the best he had. Friend, the Lord had come for a visit upon Abraham. And he held nothing back from him. He told Sarah to make a fresh cakes of bread to serve him. And then Abraham then went and got a young calf from the herd. And, uh, and he said, hey, he, I'm going to hand it. He gave it to this young man. And I'd like to say this young man had to learn it from somebody. Amen. I mean, this young man had to learn it from someone. He served, he stood, and he waited until they were sufficed. Amen. I tell you, there's a whole message in that unnamed young man. There is. I've heard Brother Brian Bride preach one. It's phenomenal. But I tell you, is that they work together to satisfy the Lord. And we must be willing to work together to please the Lord here. And allow Him now to do it now. We must be willing to do it now. And, I, and to, to do what he wants, when he wants, without hesitation. And this scripture's convicted me. I'm telling you the truth is that we must be willing to please him rather than going through the same old motions over and over. Be obedient at all times. It's not a burden to serve the Lord. Amen. It's not. It's a blessing, friend. We must keep the priorities of serving him at the top. Amen. Special meeting, a submissive man. Lastly, I want you to notice a, a sarcastic mood. 
Bible says very clearly in verse number 9. We'll break those down as we go. But in these verses, we see how Sarah carried a seemingly sarcastic attitude. We can easily be hard on her, though. Why in the world would Sarah do that? It's crazy. How would you act to the Lord that way? You've seen, the, you've seen him. But really, we've been there times ourselves. Consider with me. Consider the definite promise shown here. Verse 9, they said unto him, Where's, and they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? Whoever these three are working completely together. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I know the Lord's in control. But where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold in the tent. And he said, I'll certainly return unto thee. And I, and he said, he said, he said, The Lord's talking unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And she, Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. And so here they are. There's a definite promise. Although Abraham and Sarah continue to wait, the Lord again promised they would have a son. Sure Told him again. I mean, they were well up in years at this point. Sarah was over 90 years, around 90 years old. Uh, Abraham was almost 100 years old. Uh, right around that time. Uh, however, there was one thing for sure that God was going to keep his word. Now, 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 a son would be born unto them. It's just simple as that. But, but life can be difficult at times. And we grow impatient and weary waiting on the Lord. Uh, and like Abraham, we must continue uh, to trust in the word of the Lord and rest in his promises. We walk by faith, not by sight. Sure. Amen. Amen. There's a definite problem. Secondly, I want you to notice there's a doubtful personality. The Bible says in verse 11... Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. It ceased to be, the, be with Sarah after the manner of woman. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself. She didn't even laugh outside, out loud. <laughs> after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? While I do not condone Sarah's doubt, and I never will, we must realize she's around 90 years old. <laughs> Now, Abraham is, is nearly 100 years old. And, and, I mean, she had heard these words before, and yet the Lord had not sent their son. Now, you've got to understand, she heard these words like 20 years earlier. That, isn't that amazing? It's crazy. I mean, and she was in her 70s when she heard this request. And that's old. Right? But now she's 90. We can't blame her for getting her doubt. I mean, I tell you, she assumed that it was just, I mean, maybe at this point she assumed, okay, it's, it's just too late to, for me to bear a son. I cannot do this. And Sarah had said, oh, oh, Sarah had it. And now understand, Sarah had not said a word. She just laughed within herself. Clearly this was a laugh of doubt, though. I mean, feeling, I believe as I read it, as I read the Scripture, I try to apply it and I try to allow it to speak to me, okay? And I believe as I'm reading this Scripture, I'm, I'm seeing, therefore, Sarah laughed within herself. You know what I think that's kind of saying if it were to be in writing terms? I believe it would say something along these lines. Sarah said, yeah, right. You know what I mean? I believe that's her laugh there. Like, not of complete doubt, but yeah, right, that, that can't happen. I mean, all I'm saying is that we will have to admit that we have been guilty of doubting the Lord at times. I mean, I mean, really, like Sarah, we've not spent, we, we maybe, maybe we haven't spoken a word, uh, um, but our hearts revealed the doubt that we felt. Uh, and friend, I tell you, we know the Lord is able to do whatever He pleases, uh, and yet many times we doubt that He will actually work in our own situation. It's easy to do. 
the doubtful personality. Thirdly, I want you to notice the distinguishing proclamation. Verse 13, And the Lord said unto Abraham, Where did Sarah laugh, saying, Now, 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 Sarah was in the tent. And they didn't even hear. I mean, the, the, the Lord didn't even hear her laugh. But he knew she laughed. Do you understand what I'm saying here? And, and so it says, uh, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? He even knew what she said in her heart. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the, at the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. So although Sarah doubted, the Lord confirmed to Abraham that his promise would be fulfilled. Sarah would bear the promised son. And we can all agree there's nothing too hard for God. We can all agree on that 100%. There isn't anything that he can't do. I mean, there just isn't. He always works within his time and according to his will. That's just how the Lord works. And there isn't anything. And as we read the Bible, we find numerous accounts of the Lord working in the midst of a possibility. And I tell you, is that make a way. He makes a way when there seems not to be one. I mean, you would think that Mary, the mother of Jesus, would have read the Bible some. I don't think she had Genesis, okay? But understand what I'm trying to say. Because if we read over in the book of Luke in chapter 1 and verse 37, you know we quote that verse, right? With God, nothing shall be impossible. Anybody ever heard that verse? What's the context? The context is Mary saying, how can I have a child? When I know not a man. That's the context of the... She said, I know not a man. And she's talking to the angel of the Lord. I know not a man. How can I have a child? And then the angel says, hey, for nothing shall be impossible with God. Isn't that the truth? I tell you, situations in life are often difficult to bear. And at times we're prone to doubt. We're prone to have unbelief. I mean, we, especially when we expect it to endure for some, some, a long time. I mean, we are not promised that faith will come easy, but we know it's essential if we're going to live victoriously. Amen. I mean, even in seasons that appear impossible, we trust the Lord with our impossibility because with Him's nothing is impossible. Amen. 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 It's a proclamation, friend. It's distinguishing. It stands out. Lastly, I'm done. Verse 15. This is breaking down the verses. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not. For she was afraid, and he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. I want you to notice the denying protest. She stands up. If she were to hold up signs and said, I did not, I did not laugh, Lord. I mean, really. I, I'm just telling you is that hearing the words of the Lord, Sarah became afraid and denied laughing. She said, Uh-uh. It wasn't me. It must be somebody else in this tent. <laughs> oh, I'm saying it appears that she recognized the Lord at this point of time. And at this point of time, she was ashamed. She was ashamed of her unbelief. But however, however, the Lord uh, declared that she had laughed. And he was well aware of her doubt. He knew her heart. That's how the Lord works. You know that. But thankfully, her doubt did not hinder or alter the Lord's plans for Isaac. He would be born in spite of her unbelief. And then she would laugh and <laughs> she would laugh in faith. So she laughed in unbelief, and then after she bore Isaac, she laughed in faith. I mean, 
I'm thankful the Lord doesn't respond in my life according to the faith that I possess it sometimes. Amen, friend. I know there are occasions in the Bible where doubt hindered the work of the Lord. And I'm not saying that any way, shape, or form that it doesn't and not condoning it. But we, all, we always must be cautious to that, okay? But God knows what he's doing. Amen. And he remains faithful even when we are not faithful. He, it's an attribute. He'll never change. If he was once faithful, guess what? He's always going to be faithful. Can I tell you that? Can I tell you that this morning, I mean this evening, that's just the truth. We must trust Him and we must be willing to submit our lives unto God. Well, I tell you the truth this, this evening. She might have denied what she did, but God still sent what He said He would. There's Jesus as our promise supplier. If He promised you something, I promise you He'll keep it. Upon his word, he'll keep his word at all times. Thank you for your years. Lord, we love you. Pray God you'd help us throughout the rest of the service, Lord, and help us through the rest of the evening. We bless your holy name for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen.